Hello and welcome to the JR's Gaming Podcast, where we talk about the rise of Nintendo and what this great gaming franchise has in store for us in the future of gaming, and of course, the country from which it was born. Today I'm joined by me, myself, and I. Yes, that's right guys, it's just me in the studio today. Um, This is a solo podcast episode. Um, Whoops, my voice just went there. Um, This is the second solo episode I've done, and it is quite interesting. um, For those of you watching me on YouTube on video, you can see Rowan's little anime dude... There he is, yep, um, in the corner of my screen, but he is not present in the studio with me today um, because he is, yes, you've guessed it right, if you've guessed it, um, but he's at a football match. He's at another football match. Robin is probably the most bloody committed guy I know to football uh, ever. Like, I've got so many mates that are, like, football fans, but Robin never misses a match. Like, he's always going to see Leicester play, and I believe it's Leicester playing... As of this day of recording, which is Saturday, and I believe this will be going out as well, actually, on the same day as we record. Um, but yeah, with this podcast, like I will record the audio, which I'm doing now, and you guys listening on Spotify audio, uh, the day this is released, this is the day I've recorded it, you know, it goes out the same day. But then, of course, the video version goes out on Sunday, so, you know, the, you people watching on YouTube, you're seeing this after after the football match. So I don't know what the, the score is, but I'm sure Ryan will tell us next week. But yeah, he never, I don't think he ever misses a Leicester game because he, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a guy, he's a Leicester boy and uh, he's supporting the city he's from, um, which is, uh, I respect that. I mean, I'm not a football fan personally, but if I was to support any team, it'd probably be Arsenal because, um, yeah, I'm from London and Kent, that area. So yeah, it would be, it'd be Arsenal. But yeah, this is my second solo episode. Rowan is off at a football match. Nobody else in the studio could record with me today. Uh, I did. I did actually. The original plan. I was. We were actually going to have Matthew MS Guy uh, 01, uh, the Mario Kart YouTuber. He was going to come on uh, today, but uh, turns out Rowan wasn't free. Turns out, and and Matthew's from Washington State, uh, which is eight hours behind in the UK. So we couldn't actually record today because today I'm recording. Uh, as of recording, I'm streaming tonight. So I'm streaming. On YouTube again, but uh, yeah, I guess I guess we should talk about how my week's been. <laughs> it's just me, isn't it? There's no rowing, so I'll talk a bit about how my week has been. Uh, my sister has gone ice skating uh, as of speaking right now. She went, she left the the house this morning. She went ice skating with her with her best friend for her birthday. Um, it's her birth, my my younger sister's birthday coming up, and uh, the original plan was to go abseiling. Um, <laughs> Uh, which is, you know, my sister's a bit of a daredevil. She's nothing like, you know, your average, like, stereotypical girl. She's not that that sort of person. She loves to go, you know, skydiving, bungee bungee jumping, all the things that will make you want to die. She'll do that. So, um, I mean, last time, her last birthday, she went to Go Ape, and uh, she went on this, like... um, Anyone in the UK would know this, but Go Ape is like a it's like a treetop adventure course where you go through these you like have there's like, there's like a like an obstacle course or a salt course up in the air in the sky uh, like tied to all the trees and you got to like go and like walk on ropes and stuff. But you're all like you have you've got safety wires that you connect to the main sort of ropes if that makes sense and you so you don't die <laughs> obviously. Um, but my sister actually, she went. Uh, I think I've told this story before, but she went to Go Ape, and it was it was, it was her first time on Go Ape. And uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of heights. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't uh, I don't like heights, 
And, you know, I was with, this was last year, I was standing there with my sister, her best friend and me, all th three of us were going to go on the Go Ape course. And, you know, I, I, I'm being a big brother, you know, I don't look like a sissy in front of my little sister and her friend. I'm like, yeah, of course I can do this. You know, Go Ape is nothing. Go Ape is easy, you know, it's, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm slightly scared of heights, which I don't, I didn't say. Um, anyway, so the lady comes up, the fitness instructor, and she's like, um, well, the instructor, not the fitness instructor, but she comes up to us and she's like, so there are two levels uh, in today's um, Go Ape. There's level one, which is easy, and there's level two, which is hard. Like, it's, day it's like hard, and it's high, and it's scary. And, like, my sister didn't even get to say anything because my sister's best friend, which is probably just, she's probably just as m more as a dev daredevil than my sister, said, I'll take the hard course. We'll take the hard course. We'll do the hard course. And my sister's like, yeah, let's do the hard course. And I'm like, yeah, let's do the hard course. But inside, I'm like actually shitting myself. And I'm like, oh, God, what have I done? What have I got myself into? And, um... It was it was scary. It was it was definitely like there was some challenges. I I, I definitely towards the end of the go ape course, I was I definitely tried to hide it, but I was definitely stomaching my lunch that from that morning because it was so high, and there was literally like one area where you had to like walk on two thin ropes. And I like look, I know I'm connected to a safety rope. I know I'm connected to all the the safety shenanigan things and the, and the straps and everything that's on me. But no, my brain doesn't think that. My brain thinks. You're gonna die. Like it's just like a, a natural instinct. So I'm wobbling around like hell on this, the, this, this like tight ropes, and I'm like, I'm gonna die. Um, so, but I, I didn't, I didn't really show it that much. But yeah, I, I definitely did. That's definitely the sort of thing my sister likes to do. That's 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 the point I'm trying to make. But yeah, I, I did, I did make it out alive, thankfully. And I would, I would do go ape again. It's actually fun. I would, I would recommend go ape. If you're in, if you're in the UK, you're British, and you know what go ape is. Definitely give it a try. If you're not scared of heights, though, if you're terrified of heights, I would not recommend um, <laughs> at all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that was what we did last year. And then this year, they went ice skating. But today, I've got to record the podcast episode, and I'm streaming later. Uh, and, yeah, I, I've actually I've been ice skating a couple of times. It's like a very mellow sport. Um, but, yeah, the original plan my sister was actually going to do is to go abseiling down a cliff. But my mum was like, nah, nah, we're not doing that. Because, not because of the danger, really, but it's more because of the fact that it's so cold right now in the UK. Um, right now in the UK, it's freezing. Like, just genuinely, like, minus one, die, freeze my ass off temperature. It's, like, really, really cold. Like, now the... Like the heating is on in my house. Like, you know, when when autumn hits you in the UK, I mean, for, my, for many of our British listeners, you can probably relate to the feeling of, you know, we're debating whether to put our big coats on or our leather jackets on. We're debating what to wear in autumn. You know, we we may turn the heating on for a smidgen of the day and then turn it off again because you know it's not exactly cold. But now it's officially cold. Like the end of November, it's now. The cold, the frost, it's laying on the ground. Jack Frost is here. The freezing cold is here. It's upon us. The freezing cold is upon us. And it's like really, really cold. And like, I, I like to go out on walks, you know, in, in the in the area where I live. And uh, I, I went out for a walk yesterday. And it was, it hit me like a bus coming out the, out the door. I opened the door to my house, walked outside. I, I was going for a walk at like six o'clock in the evening. So it was, it was dark outside. Um... And uh, it was freezing. It was freezing, absolutely freezing. And I'm, I had to like go back inside and get an extra layer on because I knew that I wasn't about to survive. You know, it's just it's just such a cold time right now in the UK. So make sure you are all wrapped up warm. Um, 
And yeah, if you're also in, in the UK, uh, the, the Christmas lights have been turned on. I actually missed them. I'm very, very buggered about this because I always like to go and see the Christmas lights getting turned on. And in the UK, uh, on November the 22nd, in London, in where, wherever your nearest city is, they turn all, all the Christmas lights on. And uh, that's what I believe anyway. And uh, yeah, they, they, I missed it. I thought it was December, but no... They decided to turn the lights on in November, 22nd of November to be exact, and I missed it. So, but uh, yeah, but, but, but the village I live in, um, the, in the town area that I, I live in, I go to the town and there's some really nice Christmas lights all over the, the buildings and the shops and the cafes, and there's the, the Christmas lights and the Christmas trees. It's really, I really love this time of year. Like, I'm definitely a Christmas boy at heart. Like, seeing all the Christmas decorations, the cold, like... Uh, it's just it's, it's it's a vibe, you know. It's a really nice festive feeling. Like there's there's just it's just festive, and I think Rowan's not with me to confirm that, but he's definitely in the festive sort of spirit as well, being someone who is obsessed with Christmas. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel festive now. I think that it's now a safe excuse to say we can start playing our Christmas music because you know. Everyone's playing Christmas music in the shops. Yes, I know it's a bit of a crime. I would say it's a bit of a crime towards the beginning of December, uh, beginning of November to start playing Christmas music. But it's now almost, you know, like November's almost finished now. Like this is the 25th of November. This this is being recorded. So literally, very soon it's going to be December, and that is when the Christmas sort of I don't know the Christmas countdown starts. Uh, the proper Christmas countdown. Um, and yeah, it's. It's uh, it's officially upon us, I think, on December. The advent calendars are opened up. Um, I remember when I was six years old. I think I got my like an advent calendar. My grandma gave me an advent calendar, and I like I was like I I just didn't understand the concept of that you meant to open a chocolate on each day, because like I just ransacked the entire thing, ripped it open. Like I think I, I remember I said they were like, no, you got to have one chocolate each day. I think I lasted about ten days. So by the, by the tenth of December, my little boy cheeky brain was like, I don't, I shouldn't have to wait like a day for the next chocolate. I should be able to access it all now. And I literally tore the back out of my advent calendar. All the chocolates fell out onto the carpet and I was eating them off the ground. and just eating all my advent calendar. And my mum came in the room and was like, Judah, what the hell have you done? And I was like, yeah, I, I should deserve these chocolates now. What do you mean I've got to wait every single day for one chocolate? And then I quickly realised that was pointless, really, because I, my mum was like, well, you're not having a new advent calendar. That's, that, that's done now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I just, I, just, I just wanted all the chocolates now. So that's that's the, the mum memory. I think we've all done that, surely. C -c can someone write into the podcast and tell us that an advent calendar story that happened like that? Yeah, have you ever had an advent calendar moment where you're a child and you're like, let me get the rest out now because I don't want to have to wait. Please tell me I'm not alone. And someone else did that when they were a child as well. But yeah, don't worry, I actually have an advent calendar ready to open. My lovely grandma uh, buys me an advent calendar. The, the same grandma that bought me it when I was six years old is the same grandma who buys me it now i'm 18 years old she always gives me an advent hand of christmas uh on december and uh bless her shout out to my grandma uh i'm, I'm getting ready to open it on each day and i'm not going to tear it all open at once like a a little naughty kid um <clears throat> but yeah christmas lights turning on it's cold it's uh it's definitely very festive now i can feel the festive spirit i hope you are too um um a bit of a 
more of a celebratory week. I've had a good week, you know. I've had I've had quite a, a happy week. You know, I've been feeling pretty good this week, which is a good thing, <laughs> definitely. I hit 100 subscribers on YouTube. 100 subscribers. And, you know, for some people, that's like, eh, that's nothing, really. But it is. It's the first milestone for me. I am, um, for those of you who don't know, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, I'm a YouTuber. I, I've been doing this podcast for about two years now. But... I've started YouTube this year, doing Nintendo content, gaming and stuff. And uh, yeah, I've done a few videos and I live stream uh, about at, at the least three times a week. So I'm consistent. I could probably, I think I've earned the title now of a live streamer because I live stream now. Like I live stream at least three times a week. So I think I've earned the title of a live streamer, if that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, but I've been live streaming like three times a week and uh, yeah, on the on the uh, this week, I hit over 100 subscribers. I hit 100 subscribers, and now I've got like I think 104. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 a big milestone. And and here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. I got a party popper, a party popper, which is basically if you've been living under a rock, it's a small little bomb. That's the best way to describe it. It's a little bomb that when you pull the cord, it explodes, and instead of fire and you know smoke, it's Lots of little confetti, you know, and, and like pieces of paper that go everywhere. So it's like bang, it's like way, it's like it's just celebrations, you know. Um, and I got one. I got a small little mini party popper that was sitting on my lower shelf down here. So when I hit the 100 subscriber mark, I'd be able to pop that party popper, and everybody would be able to be happy, and it'll be happy, a happy occasion. But no, I hit 100 subscribers. I got the party popper out, pulled the cord, and it didn't work. It just, just it was, it was a dud. So um, it was a bit of an anticlimactic wait for most of my subscribers. But um, I am not going to leave that. Un sort of left. I'm going to. I'm going to buy. I'm going to buy a new party popper, and probably do a little YouTube short. Thank you for all the 100 subscribers. If you are one of those subscribers, thank you very much. Uh, love you very much. Thank you for subscribing. And yeah, if you're if you're not subscribed to Jude the Dude, what's going on with you? Why aren't you subscribed? Go and check my channel out. It's in the link in the description of this episode. Sorry for plugging this. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hit 100 subscribers this week. I'm streaming at least three times a week now. And it's been it's been interesting, you know. I only just started streaming this year. And I've just found out that I really enjoy it. And um, I've, I've been, I've been like doing, I've been doing all sorts of things. I've did, I did a um, Mario Kart PC. I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've been now playing Subnautica. Uh, and I've always had people in the chat. I've got like a small community now. Um, I, I live stream on Twitch and YouTube at the same time, so it is a bit of a hassle, I think. I've I'm, I moved to restream, and and the, the, I'm doing the free plan with them. So there is an annoying watermark on all my thumbnails saying restream, but you know I'm putting up with it because it's worth having two streaming platforms now. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've I've now been this week. I've I've been I've hit the 100 subscriber mark. I've been enjoying my streaming. It's really fun. I've been doing Subnautica streams, Animal Crossing streams. And uh, yeah, is that it was it was really it was it was a good week because I just I've, I've had another week off this week uh, because I'm, I'm not acting this week. So yeah, streaming is a is upon me and everybody else. And it's been really fun, like talking to you guys and yeah, improving my streaming skills. My OBS is now optimized to my device, so there's no problems anymore with lagging. Hopefully, and yeah, I'm I'm, I'm learning every day, but it's been really fun. Just streaming is it's a really fun thing to do, uh, genuinely. Um, 
but yeah, that's 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 what's kind of happened. And uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of you are wondering what happened at the all nighter. Um, now, for some context, if you if you didn't listen to the last week's episode of this podcast, me and Rowan actually announced we're doing a all nighter. Uh, we we're going to a mate's house and we we're doing uh, an all nighter with some friends because it was his birthday, and uh, we did, we did, we did the all nighter. Um, Rowan, bless him, he was not taking it very well. I think around three a.m. he looked like he looked like he was dead. He was like, he was like literally he his, he looked high, like he looked like he'd been smoking like six zoots, <laughs> like he looked that high. He looked he he just looked so tired that he looked high. That's how tired he looked. But yeah, Rowan was was destroyed, um, and uh, I mean I was as well because. Uh, but let me just say really quickly before I move on. It was a good, it was a great night. Absolutely loved it. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, uh, mate. It was your, it was your party type thing. Thank you very much. Uh, it was, it was really fun. We played games throughout the night. We, we, what we did is something very interesting that I never heard of before. But for the all nighter, what we did is we actually had like our daily meals in reverse. So. At the normal time of the day that you would eat, you know, lunch, breakfast, dinner, we had that in reverse at night to keep our bodies awake. So all we did is we had a full English breakfast at 7 in the evening. Because, you know, at 7 a.m. in the morning, you'd usually have breakfast. So what we did is we had... it's the first, And I can, I can officially now say I've had a full English breakfast at night. I've never had a full English breakfast at night, but now I have uh, for this all-nighter. So we, we did this full English, full English breakfast at 7, at 7 in the evening. And then uh, around 1am, we had lunch. And like we went to, we went to Asda, like 24, 24 uh, hours open Asda in the UK. And we bought like sandwiches. Me and Rowan got Prime. I got the... Uh, I decided to be an idiot. I decided to be a six-year-old kid. I bought Moonshine Prime. Absolute shit. No, not moonshine. Meta moon. I don't know why. I wasted two pounds. This is a scam. I don't. It, I mean, I, I've never been. I've never jumped on the bandwagon of Prime Way. You know, it's it's just too. It's a. It's basically a designer drink because two, you know, um, two famous YouTubers decided to make their own drink drink brand. And you know, like I'm not a huge fan of either of them, to be honest. But like. They're, they're interesting, I guess. Like, yeah, but the thing is, that they've made this drink, and it's all the craze with six-year-olds and all these little ten-year-olds running around with Prime. I've got a Prime, and it's su it's, it's it's such a scam. It tastes like shit. Like the Meta Moon. I don't. I didn't even like it. I don't know why this. I don't know what this. It tastes like glue, salty glue. That's the best I can say. So don't buy Meta Moon. I've only had two flavors. I had the raspberry one, the red one, whatever it's called. I forget this. Tropical Punch, that was it. That was quite a nice flavour. But Meta Moon, oh my days, I don't know what they put in this. It's, it's like they've got PVA glue, mixed it with salt, mixed it with cocaine, and put it in a drink. That's it. This is that's what it is. That's all it is. It's a scam. So don't buy Meta Moon Prime. I just destroyed my setup. But uh yeah. Um yeah, it, it, I got we we got prime. We decided to be we decided to be that 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 those people and get prime just for the sake of getting prime, and um, it it was it was rubbish. Um, but yeah, the actual night was good. Uh, yeah, we we had meals in reverse, which I guess is quite a smart thing to do because our bodies just kind of got used to the fact that we the carbs were we were giving our bodies energy, and we kind of told our bodies we weren't going to sleep, so our bodies were like, okay, we'll have to. 
get ready for the night. And I, I did start to get tired, I think, around 4 a.m., but uh, I still pressed through. I did, and so did Rowan and everybody else. Um, and, yeah, by the next day, we were all shattered. And guess what I did, everybody? Guess what I did the next day? Coming back from that all-nighter, I did the most stupidest thing known to man. I did, an all, I did a 12-hour stream. I didn't sleep. Everyone else went home and had a, had a nice nap. I did a 12-hour stream. I was I was mental. I looked dead. Looking back on the VOD, I looked so dead. Like, I can't believe I did that. And I felt like death warmed up. I wasn't enjoying the stream. Uh, I, but it, it was bad. Like So I did a 12-hour stream. I did an all-nighter. I've had quite an eventful week and a half, guys, since we last recorded the podcast with Rowan as well. And I'm sure he can give his side of the story when he comes back on next week, hopefully. But, um... Yeah, never, never do... 12-hour streams after all-nighters. I don't know why I did that, though. I just don't know why I did that. I was like, you know, I'm going to be tired for the rest of the day. Why don't I stream? But no, streaming is also exhausting. But, um, but yeah, streaming at least three times a week now, um, which is really cool. So if you want to see my streams, do subscribe to my channel. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I've been recruiting new members this week. Last but not least, I've been recruiting new members. Now, um... As a streamer, as a podcaster, we as as a podcast, we have a community for the JR's Gaming Podcast, and I'm pretty sure if you're most of you know this, if you're an avid listener, you would know this that we have a community, we have a Discord server where everything is kind of goes down in the Discord server. So all the updates, all the little fun things, like we have our own little community in Discord, and it's run by my head manager and a team, the team working behind the podcast. And uh, yeah, we've, our audience, thanks to you guys, has grown. It's gotten, it's gotten bigger over the space of a year and a half now of doing this podcast, over me doing YouTube, live streaming. I've recruited, we've been recruiting new moderators. So I've now got more moderators. I've got more, more people on the team. So I've, it felt kind of official. It felt kind of nice to, this week I was interviewing a, someone who wanted to be my moderator. And I was like, so what do you want to do? And uh, what, why do you want to join the podcast, Gerald's Gaming Podcast team? Um and like he gave his reasons, we're like, yeah, welcome to the team. And we welcomed on a new moderator. So, like, again, guys, if you want to moderate, if you are a fan of us, the JR's Gaming Podcast, if you're a fan of me and Rowan, and you want to moderate for us for free, by the way, we're not paying you, I'm afraid we're not at that point yet where our, our community is big enough to be earning, but um, we will do hopefully one day, you never know. Um but we are getting bigger. We're getting there. So if you are a fan and want to help out in any way possible, do get in contact with me or Rowan uh, at the JR's Gaming Podcast 135 at gmail.com. That's JR's Gaming Podcast 135 at gmail.com, which is also below where you can send in your questions and comments to our podcast. But yeah, do let us know because we are happy to interview people. We're happy to have more people on board now. I've got more moderators now for my streams as well because. Yeah, the more people watching the streams, the more you might need someone to moderate and make sure everything's going in check and there's no dickheads that are going to join the chat, which nobody really has been a dickhead yet, waiting for that to happen, uh, which is good. I'm, I don't want to jinx it now I've said that, but anyway, yeah, my week's been, that's my week, guys. I think I've spent about 20 minutes talking about what's been going on this week, which is which is good for you guys to, to know. But yeah, it, it's, it's definitely not, it's definitely weird not having Rowan here to talk to him about it anyway. But I think it's time, guys, we head into News of the Week. My voice just cracks. God. Uh, news of the Week. Nintendo News of the Week. Let, let's start off with story number one. Let me take a drink before I start this story. 
Right. So, story number one. Nintendo reveals giant Ganondorf statue at Lion Square in Fukuoka, Japan. Nintendo has unveiled a special Ganondorf statue as part of the ongoing marketing of the exemplary um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. The Link statue has been doing the rounds for a while now at video game trade shows, but the Ganondorf statue is brand new and looks thoroughly awesome. The Ganondorf and Link statues are currently being promoted at Lion Square, which is in Fukuoka, Japan. So not much to say there on that story, but a little bit of a wholesome story I thought I would add to the mix. Um... A giant Ganondorf statue. So we've, we've, we've um, we all know about Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom if you're a Nintendo fan here. Um, I had one of my viewers ask me on stream, I think two days ago, if I played Tears of the Kingdom yet. And I said no. And they were shocked. I know. I'm a Nintendo content creator. I run a podcast about Nintendo. And I have not played Tears of the Kingdom. I know. It's a, it's a shocking horror to many. But I've only just got my Switch. And I'm going to get it, guys. Okay? Calm down. I'm going to play Tears of the Kingdom. I've seen how amazing it is. And it looks so good. Like, genuinely. And I've made a video about it on my channel explaining why I think it's a good game to get. And I'm going to be getting it, guys. Don't worry. But that aside, um, yeah, I guess to Nintendo have been promoting their game further since it's been released uh, by having these statues made from the game. And, and the Tears of the Kingdom... Legend uh, of Zelda Link, the model of Link, has been going around, I think, for some time at game shows. And uh, only just recently, they've now come out with a second statue, which is Ganondorf. Uh, which you can type in, just Google, like, Ganondorf statue, it'll come up. Um, it looks really cool, you know. I I've always wondered, you know, what they're going to do with these statues once they're finished with the promotion. You know, because, like, at the moment, it's, it's like these these statues, like, uh, for a moment, we've got Link and now Ganondorf. They're travelling around. like It's on tour at the different Nintendo live shows. Because um, the thing with Nintendo is they, they, they do seem to hate their fans, and we do know that, but they do do a lot of events. And they're run by nice, kind employees of Nintendo. And I've never been to a Nintendo event, but I'm going to go to one. I really want to go to one. Um... There's not, an, I don't think there's that much in the UK where I'm from. They're more so in Japan and the States. So I'm gonna have to fly, I think, to in a plane, by the way, not literally. But I have to fly over the, you know, the world, fly over, fly to one of the countries to see, go to a Nintendo live show, and probably record it, guys, to show you. But yeah, um, looks like the Link and Gandalf statues have been going on the rounds, doing their little rounds, you know, being on display on their little display tables and stuff. And I guess it does bring in more people. It brings in... It's like a... It's a smart marketing way to bring in more people to come to the live show. Like, come and see the giant Gandalf statue. And it, it's smart, but I've always wondered, you know, where do you think, guys, they put the statues once they're finished? With and Nintendo Land now exists in... Um, in uh, in the Japan. And Nintendo Land looks so cool. Uh, but it's mainly consistent of Mario, as we've said before. I think Super Mario is the face of Nintendo, and therefore it is only understandable to have Super Mario dominating Nintendo Land. Um, but do, where do you think these statues are going to go? Do you think they're going to be on display at a Nintendo Land at, at Nintendo Land on like a Zelda place? I mean, I've never been to Nintendo Land, so I don't know if there is a Zelda exhibit or a Zelda place, like a, a Zelda themed area. There's got to be, surely, because Zelda is such a massive part of Nintendo. But um, 
yeah, I guess I guess that they're going to go somewhere. Maybe the Nintendo Museum, which is going to be opening very soon. There's, there's a lot of things happening that Nintendo are doing there. Constantly seem to be expanding their their resources. And, and this Ganondorf statue is just a little thing I thought I'd mention in today's podcast. It's not the main sort of story, but, you know, it's a nice little sort of, wow, that exists. It's cool. Um, you know, and it, it's kind of cool, I guess, if you're a geek, if you're a nerd for Legend of Zelda. Then you're going you're to enjoy that. You're going to be like, wow, look at that. It's Ganondorf in a huge statue form. You know, it's going to be interesting after playing the game to see it in statue form, which I can understand. It's, you know, it's, it's understandably cool. Um, but yeah, I think it is very cool that this is this has happened, and I think Nintendo should make more giant statues. Don't you agree with me? And where should they go afterwards? I think they should go in the Nintendo Museum, maybe, or the that's going to be opened, or somewhere in Nintendo Land. I do believe that should be a thing but yeah let's let's move on to story number two which is actually quite a slightly bigger thing um now taking another swig of my drink before i start but anyway pokemon coo not the ceo by the way just just for the timestamper to uh hear this is coo not ceo um pokemon coo says we are always paying close attention to the feedback when asked about Scarlet and Violet. Let's see what it says. The UK news publication, The Guardian, has published a new interview with the Pokemon company COO Takato Utsunomiya. I hope I said his name correctly. One of the questions put Mr. Utsunomiya... um, one of the questions put to, sorry, Mr. Utsunomiya, is the unfortunate state that the latest adventures of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet uh, launched in. Uh, you may remember that the game's release, the players flocked to social media to show off a range of glitches and issues they had found with the games. While Mr. Utsunomiya would, wouldn't directly comment, he said that they are always paying close attention to the Pokemon community, and while they won't concede to all fan requests, the feedback is something that they have been listening to. Um, it has not been all rosy for the Pokemon uh, in for Pokemon in recent years. 2022's games, Scarlet and Violet, were visually underwhelming and plagued with bugs of the technical kind, rather than the cutesy collectible kind. Their poor technical performance, <clears throat> inciting backlash to the to the franchise, had never seen that had never been seen before. Regardless of whether we publicly respond, we are always paying close attention to the feedback and conversations happening in the communities. Tsunomiya says there are certain aspects where we can't always be 100% aligned with what parts of the community are asking for what we want to provide. But we do this with the desire to keep Pokemon going for a very long time. I believe that fans and players are aligned with us in that respect right so some interesting stuff here it looks like pokemon the coo of pokemon has finally come out and said uh something about the the tragic sort of things happening lately with pokemon and it is it is i mean most of you guys i think listening know what i'm about to talk about and that is pokemon the the company the company of pokemon the games that have been released in the last four or five years have been a glitchy mess, uh, really, really bad, sadly, and it is a shame. It really is a shame because Pokemon is such a massive franchise. I cannot explain how much, how big it is. Like Pokemon is just seems to be getting bigger every day. Um, not just to the card game, but also in you know, the Nintendo game, video game versions of Pokemon. It's always been a massive thing, um, and they've got so much potential as a company. There's so much they can do as a company. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, <clears throat> they've been doing... They've been just kind of... Ever since the Switch has come out, they've kind of gone down in their quality when they should be going up. With the Switch coming out, you know, you've got a, a potential for higher resolution games, you know, because it's, it's the Switch. But, no, Pokemon have gone down the notch, actually. They've gone even worse than, you know... Like the 3DS's games. Like the 3DS, the Pokemon games were the highest possible version for the 3DS. Um, how do I explain this? Sorry. The Pokemon games going to the Nintendo 3DS, they were the highest possible resolution and, and, and like mechanics that the 3DS could work. So that was really good. But they're not trying to do that in Nintendo Switch. They're they're seemingly doing they're seemingly seemingly failing. You know, the Pokemon Arceus was an absolute fucking nightmare. Excuse the French, but that you know, Pokemon Arceus was really bad. Like I think you know, you know my view on Pokemon Arceus. I think it's a terrible game, um, and literally the the performance of the game, the graphics of the game, are so bad. Like it's hard to even respect the storyline because the graphics are so bad. Like the fact that the like a pool of water in the game of Pokemon Arceus, you could count the sides like a hexagon. Like it was literally like playing robot blo Roblox in two thousand and one. Like it was, it was really bad. Pokemon Arceus, and then the other games surrounding that, like Pokemon Sword and Shield, Poke the most recent one, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, weren't as bad as Pokemon Arceus in my opinion. But they were still the glitches are really bad. Like you know, like your ride on gets stuck in a tree or something. It's it's just it is so upsetting because it Pokemon has such a has such a potential as a company and and they're such a loved company by so many millions of people I'm a massive fan of Pokemon and seeing like this Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is such a fun game like, everyone's trying their best with the game but seeing all these glitches ruins the game for many people you know and I think we've said this before uh, on previous episodes but if Pokemon continues like this and that they keep seem to be making these games that are rushed and stereo they're, they're like the games are seemingly in prototype version. It's that bad sometimes. Then, you know, the fa the money is going to go down. Like people are going to stop buying the games. Like it's just obvious. I mean, of course they're gonna there are going to be people that are constantly going to be buying the games. But it's for the general public, for the general you know everybody out there that just wants to have a good time and play and be entertained by these Pokemon games. Then the sales are going to drop big time because. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet had so much potential, and it did. The story alone was cool. It was amazing. It was good. It was fun. But the glitches, and you know the the amount of failures, technical technical failures that that, that happened in that game, did, ruined it. They ruined it so much. And like they they released several updates after the game came out, trying to fix it. And instead, what they did is they fixed some of the glitches, but they made more in like the, when they when they tried to fix the actual game, they made more mistakes. They made more glitches by those updates. Like one of the recent glitches, like uh, like stop the entire game near the end of like it's a bit of a spoiler but I think towards the end of the end battles if you like do something wrong with the party you it glitches right out like you can't even do the end battle I'm, I, I forgot where it was now but like it's really bad like really bad and like I've got friends that play um, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet I've got a mate that plays it like biblically every day and they said to me it's a glitchy mess but we try we try to get the most fun out of it and you can still have fun, no doubt, playing Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It's still a fun game, but it's definitely 50% ruined by the amount of glitches. And then Pokemon CEO is now finally saying, 
regardless of whether we publicly respond, we're always paying very close attention to the feedback. So I think he's, even though he's come out and everyone's like, oh, finally, someone said something. If we actually think about what I just read out from Pokemon C COO, he isn't really saying much at all. He's all he's saying, for me to put it in a way that's easy to understand, I guess. All he's saying here is that we've listened to what the fans are saying, and um, yeah, he's saying we don't want to say too much, but we're listening to the fans, and we hope that me and the fans are on the same wavelength. That's what that's all they're saying. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's it's quite a tough thing. I, I guess it, it it almost seems like he knows. He like he does know, obviously uh, the, the the amount of complaints they've been getting about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But he's just like, oh, it's it's uh, it's it's almost like there's something he can't do. There's something going on, I think, behind closed doors that we cannot know that's causing this game to just get pushed out and rushed and not completed. You know, and I think this isn't all a you know, it's not all a big sad thing. Like this may maybe this is hopeful. This is maybe a bit hopeful that the fact that he's come out he's he's come out to even remotely address it means that he they do know about it and hopefully the next game coming up in Pokemon will be a fix. And I think we all want that because Pokemon Scarlet and Violet kind of was the last straw for us, wasn't it really? It was exceedingly bad with glitches and um, yeah we don't want that again we don't want our performance to be destroyed by glitches so what I'm hoping is they don't rush the next game Like it is, it feels like a rushed project I've played it it's, it feels like a rushed project um, and honestly I do hope that Pokemon again it's more of an update I hope that Pokemon do change their ways and, and this maybe is hopeful like the CEO is hearing feedback you know Um uh, but yeah, I mean, he he understands, I guess, that what's going on. But it's just like he's not really said too much, though. He's not he's not even apologised. He's not been like, um, we are sorry for this. Um, and it's like, yeah, they, they he said something quite interesting. He said that they can't concede to all fan requests, um, which is understandable. Like you're not as a game company, especially not Nintendo, they don't listen to their fans. Uh, but okay. Pokemon, the Pokemon company is not is, is separate to Nintendo. I think they've got a similar mentality. Like they don't, they're being like, oh, but we don't. We like to be ourselves. Like we don't want to listen to fans, and like you know, we don't want to concede to to what they're saying. But we will listen to some, and it's like it's it's almost like he's saying. It feels like he's been offended by the audience. It feels like he's been offended. He's like, I don't like all the hate I'm getting. That's what, that's what it feels like. But, mate, like, if you're going to make a bad game, expect there to get hate. Like, when I'm about to say bad, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is bad, like, storyline-wise and whatnot, and fun. It's, you can still have fun. I'm saying it's bad. It is bad in some aspects because of the glitches. And if you're going to have a game that has those big faults, expect the audience to come and say, this was bad. Because they want you to. they want the game company to grow. They want to, you know, everyone wants that. You know, and you know, and I mean, already we can't mod Pokemon at all because that you know, Pokemon Company, Nintendo, they're all very savagely like hate that. They're like, no, do not mod our games, which is a shame. But I think that with the the community that we do have with modding, we could. I don't know. I think I think if we modded this game, that we could be able to fix it. I feel like the modding community out there is big enough to fix the glitches in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and the fact that Nintendo and Pokemon Company are like so strict with modding, it's sad, really, in my opinion. Because other games, like on Steam and whatnot, for instance, let me take Subnautica, which is a massive game franchise, which is really cool, love it, 
got all the games so far, one and two, um, they actually allowed modding. And, like, they they enjoyed modding. And, like, they included all their fans. Like, Jack Jacksepticeye and Markiplier are in there as well. It's really cool little Easter eggs. Like, they really do... Those, those are the games that I'm like, that's worth, you know, investing in because they listen to their fans. They include their fans. They literally are mixed up with their fans. I mean, that's what I would do. If I was a gaming developer, I'd want to be working on a game with the viewers, with the fans, with you guys, listening to your feedback, you know, because it is so important, you know, because the people, the audience, is what makes that franchise the money. So they should be, in the very least, like, give the fans some sort of, you know, um, freedom with the game to mod, and it, they don't. And I think wherever we'll see that in the, in, the, in the foreseeable future. We just have to hope that they change their ways and fix this glitchy mess. But yeah, let's move on to story number three. Story number three is Persona 6, and um, Sega believes Persona 6 could achieve 5 million in sales. All eyes are currently on Atlas's um, to have unveiled the next numbered entry in the crucially acclaimed Persona franchise, which would be Persona 6. Speaking to the investors of Sega's CEO Haruki Atami and Koichi um, Fukasawa uh, talked about their internal targets once the next Persona entry is released and they are confident it could achieve over 5 million copies. Um, they also have said that they have high hopes for Metaphor, which is a brand new IP for the company planned for both PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS. Um, yes. And yeah, so yeah, Persona 6 is releasing in 2025, a slight little update. Um, how, how are we looking forward to it, guys? How are you guys feeling about Persona 6 releasing in 2025? Um, big stuff. Got to wait another year. Got to wait past 2024. Got to wait back, literally about just under two years. Uh, about a year and a half, actually. But um, um, how do you guys feel about Persona 5? I... Um, I know for a fact Rowan Fern, my co-host, who is not here present with me right now, but he's a massive fan of Persona, um, Persona Five. Sorry, Persona Five. Not yeah, Persona Six is coming out in, uh, in two years. Not Persona. You, you get what I mean. He's a massive fan of Persona Five, and um, and so is Eli and some other podcast members here. Are a huge fan of Persona uh, Five. I I've not played it. I've seen gameplay of it. It looks really cool. Being a fan of Japan, Persona 5 looks amazing. Like, you know, the visuals are so cool. It's like the anime sort of side to it. It's really sick. The storyline, the battle features. Rowan Fern even made a bold take and said it is better than Pokemon with the battle style. And that's a bold take. Pokemon being one of the best RPG games out there with fighting. Um, but, uh, yeah, Rowan, Rowan said it's got a better mechanics, apparently. I mean, I can't really say anything because I've not tried it myself, but I'm going to be interested to see that because nothing, get, nothing gets more fun than Pokemon, in my opinion. But Rowan thinks differently. So Persona 5 has pleased many, and it sold millions when it was released. I'm not sure off the top of my head how much. It's probably more than 5 million, Persona 5, because I, I know how big Persona 5 is to some people. Um... Then, of course, the DLC that came out was better than the actual game. It was like Persona 5 Royale was like the better sort of... Everyone's, it's like the whole game, but more. 
it was like a whole entire post game or something and, and everyone was like is now saying don't get Persona 5 get Persona 5 Royale and um excuse me my nose um uh, it's probably the cold season hitting me um, but uh, yeah Persona 5 um yeah Ryan bought Persona 5 and I think I think me and Elijah said to him why didn't you get Persona 5 Royale and Rob was like well I wanted to play the original game which is fair enough and I think he didn't know about Persona 5 Royale actually because he's pretty new to the game um but um yeah I mean if you've got Persona 5 already and you're just a general fan I would recommend not probably getting Persona 4 Royale. You don't really need to, you know, um, because it is still, like, the main game, um, but it's just a bit of a post-game at the end, which is really big, but, you know, it is all right. You can miss it. But if you're a massive fan of Persona 5 Royale and you will play it all over again, yeah, get the DLC, no problem, get it. So, yeah, Persona 5 um, definitely definitely is a huge... I think getting it's getting bigger. I think it's getting bigger as a franchise. Persona 5... Um, was the biggest game I think in the series so far because it's the latest game and it was the best in many people's opinion and it, it, it is in my opinion a growing franchise just like Xenoblade I think is a growing franchise um, with a lot of potential and it already is huge and I think Persona 5 is getting there as well um, the fact that it's available on literally every platform is also very smart and convenient it's um, available on Nintendo PlayStation 5 is available anywhere so anybody can get it and enjoy it Making the marketing even more smart because more more people are going to buy it. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's estimated that Persona uh, Persona Six could sell up to five million, and I'm not surprised. I think I think. What do you guys think? Do you think that Persona Six will sell more? Like I'm genuinely thinking it might even sell more than five million. Like considering how big Persona Five was, and if Persona Six is exceedingly better than Persona Five, then it could get even more. It could get like. 10 million, you never know. <clears throat> and like, I might be that proud owner to have Persona 6 because I'm going to get Persona 5 and I'm going to play Persona 6 next as well. Um, there's so many games on my bucket list I need to play and I probably will stream it as well for you guys to see my live reaction. But I do think, yeah, 100%, Persona 6, it's guessed to hit 5 million. I think that's a, that's a very good guess considering how many fans that were recruited through Persona 5. Yeah, a good guess, and I think it is probably very much capable of happening. Yeah, that's all for this week, guys. In the news, let's have a quick ad break, and then I'll be back with your questions of the week. Hello, and welcome to the JR's Gaming Podcast. I am Judah Terry, the host of this podcast, and if you are a regular listener to this podcast, you would know that me and Rowan both love hearing feedback from our listeners. Each week at the end of each episode, we have a great time reading out emails that are sent in to us. We read out and answer your questions, comments, and even complaints. So if you have something to say to us, do get in touch and write in an email to jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. That is jrsgaming135 at gmail.com. T's and C's do not apply. On with the show. And we are back um, with questions of the week. Um, so this week, in the questions, in the emails, we've got a question here from Ren. And Ren says, uh, Judah and Rowan, she says, just finished my morning breakfast. For the first time, I just ate a full English breakfast in my own house and not a restaurant. 
Well done. Um, I think Judah can certify that I am British now. Ha ha ha. You are British. I can certify that. Uh, my question is, for the morning, what games would you recommend? A Nintendo game to kickstart the day. Let me know. Ren from the... Ren from, from Kent. Uh, from the UK. Way big up Kent. I'm my, I'm half Kentish. My dad's from Kent. Uh, yeah. Go Kent. Very good there. Very nice place. Kent. Lovely. Anyway, Ren says... A game to kickstart your day. That's quite an interesting game. Uh, like a, a morning brew, if you like. A morning brew. A morning game from Nintendo that's going to kickstart the day. That's a very good question, you know. I I, um, I don't really play games in the morning. That's the funny thing. I, I'm very much just play games at night. <laughs> um, and I, But I do think for avid gamers who, who want to kickstart their day with a game, it is a fair point. Like, what games would I recommend? Um... Honestly, that's such a good question because there are so many games I think that are good for playing just any time of the day, really. Um, but to kickstart your day, um, I know this is going to sound like a really cliche answer that everyone everyone would say, and it might not be, but in your opinion, it might. I don't know. But Animal Crossing: New Horizons uh, or Animal Crossing in general is a really good game to kickstart your day. I think because because it's like um. Yeah, I would say it is because it's because it's like a like real time game. It's really fun. It's like relaxing. It's a simulator. You can like get up and do like you can go around your island, check on all your islanders. It's like it's like the exact same time of the morning in the game as well. So you can go to the shops, check all the items. You know, Animal Crossing. I would say definitely on the list of morning games. So I think morning games, Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, maybe another cliche answer, but you know, why one match of Mario Kart before you go to work, one match of Mario Kart will do. You know, have a morning brew coffee, and then you've got Mario Kart 8 or Mario Kart. I don't know what you're gonna play, but Mario Kart. Uh, any other games? Uh, there's so many. Um, there definitely is probably more games out there. I think that are good to start your morning with. A bit of Super Mario. You know, but yeah, I think I think I can't, I'm going a bit off track now with other games. I would say definitely Animal Crossing. That has got to be on the list. You know, a simulated game where you can go and check all the, all the you know all the fruit, all the everything, in the island. Check up on the island, do some fishing. You know, but if you're like a competitive gamer, maybe a bit of Smash Bros. I don't know, but yeah, tell me what you think, guys. Do you think that's a good morning selection? Is it is that a good morning choice I've got there? I think I think I've hit the nail on the head. I think Animal Crossing is the best sort of game you can get if you're going to start your day with something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's it, Ren. Thank you very much, Ren, for writing it in. And thank you very much for all of you guys listening. It's been the, it's been a really good episode with just me, uh, myself, and I. Um, but um, please send in your questions to jrsgaming135 at gmail.com and your comments. Uh, please subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you're listening from and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts as this will help us out greatly and get the podcast around. Our socials will be in the description below, our Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, website and our Discord server. Do join it to speak to me and Rowan and everybody else. But until then, it's a goodbye from me and I will now find out how many days it is to, until Christmas. Since Rowan isn't here, I better do it myself. Hey Siri, how many days is it until Christmas? It's 30 days until then. It's 30 days, you heard it here first, Siri. Siri, okay, you can go away now, Siri. So yeah, 30 days until Christmas, as of recording. Go and say hello to Santa. Bye.